Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. It's time for the upswing on WTMJ, showcasing businesses, entrepreneurs, and community leaders throughout the great state of Wisconsin. Here's your host, Jeff Sherman. Hello and welcome to the first Friday show of The Upswing. I'm Jeff Sherman. These are conversations at the intersection of community, life, and business from across Milwaukee and across Wisconsin. Today, we're going to celebrate the possible. How does that sound? But quickly, back to yesterday. So we're talking on the show about my love for the Milwaukee public market. My wife used to run the historic Third Ward Association years ago was involved in that project, used to own a store really close to the public market. The Sherman families lived downtown for years. It's a staple of ours. We learned on Sunday, I think, and heard throughout the news earlier in the week that Kurz, an 18-year-old staple original vendor at the Milwaukee Public Market, was going to close. And I, I was a little sad. I'm not going to lie. You know, an iconic family-owned business. I was moving online, just going to the pop-up store route. I love their candy. I loved what they what they did. The customer service there was amazing. And, and frankly, it was like a staple in my life. Every day, walk down, get a chocolate-covered turtle. I was a little sad that they were leaving. So I offered a couple replacements. I was like, all right, this is what a business ecosystem should be. Like the public market driving a new business to, to open up in downtown Milwaukee to take over an existing one. What is going to happen Occurs. So I walk out of the studio, Wisconsin's Midday News walks in, and this happens. The beloved candy shop in the middle of the Milwaukee Public Market is headed out. So what's coming in? We have breaking news on Wisconsin's Midday News. The executive director of the Milwaukee Public Market, Paul Schwartz, is here to reveal the new vendor. And thank you so much for coming on, Paul, because I know you basically just wrapped up this deal and drove over here. Literally just signed our lease that we've been agreed upon for a while. But uh, but yeah, we're breaking in here first. Freezy's Candy Shop out of West Allis, which has been around for nearly a century, is taking over for Cures Candy at the public market. So... Congratulations, 620. You you just got the news. Thank you. Hey, we appreciate it. I worked hard to get that. I was like, you know, let's do this. Yeah. But this is awesome because it's just kind of a, a natural movement from one candy spot to the next. It is. And and the, the great part about it was that Kier's actually um, left on, we've left on great terms. They've been around for 18 years. Yeah. They've been in the candy making business for a long time. Uh, it was just time to retire. And they actually helped us recruit uh, Freezies. They recommended them, um, help us, uh, connect us with them. And so it was a seamless transi- transition. And Freezies actually wants to be open in some capacity for the lead up to Easter, which is like one of their biggest holidays. All right. So there's the news. A new local family based business from West Dallas coming downtown to Milwaukee to take over at the Milwaukee Public Market. All is good in the candy business in Wisconsin. So I always say communities don't build themselves, right? They require people to connect to organizations and causes and to push change. Ultimately, the people are the drivers of our community. And today we have two amazing community builders and bridge builders who are going to join us right here in the studio. I follow a lot of people on X and Twitter. It's still a part of my kind of daily news consumption. It's a place to get breaking news. It's a place for inspiration even if you, ha- if you follow 
and interact with the right people. And I don't know this individual, but uh, he's at at Patrick underscore O-S-H-A-G. Patrick Oshazny. And I love what he has pinned on his account because it provides kind of a a staple and a fodder for what we're going to talk about today. His definition, this is pinned on his account. My definition of life's work, a lifelong request, a lifelong quest to build something for others that expresses who you are. As we can continue to grow and position our communities and this show, I want the upswing to promote our communities across the state, and hopefully you're going to hear that from our guests. So heading into the weekend, one or two quick tips on how you can better connect your business to the community. First, check your About Us page on your website. All right, this is really simple. Make sure the photography is updated. Make sure that it focuses on proudly based in Wisconsin, proudly based in Rhinelander, embedded language on your website that showcases the community. It's so simple. It's so easy. That's my one little business tip for you as we head into the first break. Showcase your civic pride on your corporate website and use updated photography, especially Skyline photography. Too many companies that are based in Milwaukee have outdated photos on their site. There's a ton of new photos available through organizations like Visit Milwaukee and more. Make sure that your site is updated with new corporate imaging. More after the break. I'm Jeff Sherman, and this is The Upswing. All right, we're back. Jeff Swing and I'm Jeff Sherman. We're talking community networking and the Hone Bridge today. Our guests today are bridge builders and bridge lighters, Ian Abston and Erica Smith. Erica is the first executive director of Light the Hone, a position she began in 2022 after years in the banking and financial services sector. Ian is the co-founder and director of the Hone Group and Forward 48, director of Light the Hone, and one of the original founders of New Milwaukee and Milwaukee Public Market, and a whole lot more. So the Hone Bridge opened in 1977. After years of delay, we're not going to go into that whole story, but it connects Interstate 794 in downtown Milwaukee to the Lake Freeway across the Milwaukee River Inlet. It's named after Daniel Hone, one of the longest serving mayors in Milwaukee. He served from 1916 to 1940, and it was originally called the Harbor Bridge. So it's a true icon over Lake Michigan, over the River Inlet, and a beacon of hope in our community, right? But over the last decade, lights on bridges have kind of become this trend. And not only, you know, first and foremost, obviously for safety, for traffic, and they just simply enhance the architecture. Lights are a great way to turn something really simple and utilitarian, like a bridge, into an asset that can brighten the lives of all of us as residents but in many cases, tourists, too. So we want to talk about the process. We're going to get to, like, day one untold story stuff on how the Hone Bridge got lit. We're going to talk about how Miller Light connects to the Hone Bridge, the how and why for the next generation of Milwaukeeans and Wisconsinites, and how the Hone Bridge connects to talent building. We're going to talk leadership and a whole lot more. First, a couple Quick stories. I always like to tell stories about how Milwaukee leads and other cities follow. I think it's inspirational. So the LED lights on the Hone Bridge on the west side were installed in 2020, 
in 2020. But just last month, the Brooklyn Bridge, the iconic, what, 140-year-old bridge, historians have called it like America's Eiffel Tower, that was lit with 56 bright, energy-efficient LED bulbs on both the towers. And that bridge had been dark since 1983. So the new lighting system at the Brooklyn Bridge costs $2.4 million, and it took five months to install. Milwaukee leads, New York follows. I like that. I like it a lot. Pittsburgh, too. Just late last year, thousands of programmable LED lights were installed on the towers of the suspension cables at the Andy Warhol, the Rachel Carlson, and the Roberto Clemente bridges. So... Milwaukee inspiring and being a beacon of bright light across the country. So I want to bring on Erica Smith, the executive director of the Light the Hone Project, for a quick introduction before we get get into it with Ian, who is about to join us in the studio as well. Erica, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. This is really exciting. All right, great. So tell us your pathway, your story to the Light the Hone Project. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's kind of an interesting, unique uh, story for myself. Um, previously, t- before moving to Milwaukee, um, I had been engaged in a lot of different, um, primarily working for so, some large organizations, so um, M&I, BMO Harris, and then most recently, Fiserv. So I spent a lot of my time in larger corporations, um, assuming all, all sorts of different roles um, with customer service, program management, sales, you name it. I kind of assumed all these different roles. And uh, in 2020, I moved to Milwaukee. And when I moved to Milwaukee, there was something that was just so inspiring to me that I just, I loved this community and I needed to find a way to give back to it and to engage. And um, that year I actually joined uh, the Milwaukee Athletic Club. Okay. And so, cause I wanted to meet some new people. I wanted to network and that was where I met Ian Epstein. Okay. And we were having conversations about some of the different um, things I was looking to get engaged in, boards, nonprofits, you name it. Um, and he had mentioned to me that there was going to be an opportunity that might be opening up and it was something I might want to look at. And a year later, here I am. All right. Very good. So what, and we'll get into the details in a little bit, but so you've got to build the business case each and every day for sponsorship and engagement to continue to keep the bridge lit brightly each and every day. What is that and what's that positioning and how has your background really helped helped you get where you are today? Well, first of all, I can see the home bridge from where I live. Okay. So I think being able to see the home bridge every night shine bright and how many people are down there um, just enjoying these lights is just an inspiration themselves. Um, and being able, there's something when you're lighting these amazing lights for a nonprofit organization and you're down there at the bridge and you're talking to the fans and families of these people that are impacted by these organizations and that you're supporting them and shine a light. It's just very, it's very empowering. It's just very uh, emotional for me. So I think every time I have that connection with someone um, and talking about how this, it's more than lights in a bridge, right? That's what right. we always are saying. It's more than lights in a bridge and being able to tell the stories of other people through lights is pretty amazing for me. Great. All right. When we come back, we're going to light it up more, more talk about the home bridge, the specific hows and whys, what's happening on the dark side of the bridge and what that time frame is to get that lit. Maybe we'll break a little news there. And this and a whole lot more on the upswing. We're back. This is The Upswing, and I'm Jeff Sherman. Joining us today is Ian Epstein and Erica Smith. Ian's a connector, consultant, founder of Light the Hone, the Hone Group, Forward 48. 
Erica is the executive director of Light the Hone. So, Ian, give us the origin story, where the idea came from. I want, I want all the background on how the bridge project happened. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jeff, and uh, congrats on the new digs. looks incredible here. Thanks. So the origin story, I'm going to go back pre-origin. I used to work at this little place called onmilwaukee.com, <laughs> and I read this, met this crazy guy who loved Milwaukee so much, it kind of like bled into me. So civic projects uh, have become a uh, part of the soul. And yes, that person was Jeff Sherman. He was one of my bosses at uh, On Milwaukee. It was incredible. Uh, you get around people that love, uh, love someplace and have a desire to shape it. And that is a contagious energy I definitely absorb. So that it started there. Then um, we've been involved in the city. We had the we started New Walkie long ago, and we got invited to the table, and we kind of saw how decisions were being made. And uh, at the time, the symphony was going through a hundred and fifty million dollar campaign. And my friend Michael and I had talked to Dan Steininger from Biz Starts. He, okay. gr- Dan is the uh, grandson of Daniel Hone, who the bridge is named after. Right. Uh, and he gave us the idea that it apparently was supposed to be lit in 2015 by the state. Politics happened. That budget got removed. Then uh, in 2016, Mike and I were watching a Bucks game. There was this little guy. The world was just finding out about it. It was the first ESPN game. His name was Giannis. Okay. And uh, it was this beautiful skyline shot of Milwaukee, and it ended in the Harbor District, and it was just this darkness overlooking Milwaukee, and he texted me at that moment saying, this bridge idea, there's something there. Uh, and that's where it started, uh, and it was a four-and-a-half-year journey later, uh, $4 million, and a whole bunch of blood, sweat, tears, uh, therapy in the form of um, you know Bloody Marys over <laughs> yes. uh, brunch. It was wonderful. It's a lot of sponsorship recruitment and pitch decks. Like, Do you remember kind of day one? Early on, like how were those conversations, and what was the kind of what were what were the challenges along the way? Getting people to understand a vision, maybe anywhere is tough. In Milwaukee, our first question is always, "Well, show me who else has done it, who's done this before," mm-hmm. and we always get that question. What if we're the we weren't the first. There's other places to have lit bridges, but the places have been like San Francisco, other major metros. And Milwaukee always has a tendency to think, well, we're not them. We're a tertiary city. And uh, I think we're, Erica and I are of a generation that are like, yeah, I, I don't believe that for a minute. We live here. We want to help shape here. Those first, I'm looking at a highlighter in a cup. It was basically <laughs> that. We had a drawing of the bridge uh, with a highlighter on it and then another page with a different color highlighter. And uh. we're like, see, we can change colors. And man, those first couple of pitches were just awful uh and it took a while like anything you don't right. start working out by uh maxing out so it, it took a while we had lots of nose lots yeah. of nose lots of calluses built okay but eventually we got the entire west side of the building lit you know how many bulbs and kind of what's what was the process of the install there either erica or ian Okay, so first of all, we'll say uh, we were telling people <laughs> 1.5 million bulbs to 3 million because we had no okay. idea okay. actually right. how many bulbs, and you can buy bulbs online, so that was kind of where we started. <laughs> uh, we had no idea what we were doing. It turns out there were 2,300-ish bulbs on one side of the bridge, okay. and that took four years to fundraise for. It was $4 million, and um, each bulb... We can't drill into the bridge itself because it would hurt the steel. And so it's actually magnetized hockey pucks. And within each of the 2,300 bulbs, there's 10 smaller bulbs within each. So uh, quite a few uh, go on there. And during that $4 million install, we put in the, uh, we'll call it the guts, the internet, all of the hardware that needed to go onto the backside. So the dark side of the home. Okay. All right. So 
in terms of the on and off and the kind of the programming of the lights is is there an app is there a a full studio where it's run from give us like the process of actually turning the lights on and off yeah so uh when it comes to building out a light show it's it's not as easy as it sometimes it seems. Yes, we do have an app that allows you to turn them on and off. However, in order to activate that app, it has to be built within a software. We use a software called Feral System. Okay. And uh, that's the same one I believe the Empire State Building uses as well. And uh, in order to do that, we have a simulation that we actually are able to go through and create um, all these different patterns and templates that were built out for us. And so every time someone comes to us and donates and wants to light the bridge, um, we talk to them about what colors. We essentially can put any um, any color onto the bridge. Uh, okay. Any color that you can think of, any RGB, we're able to insert it and create these amazing different visuals for uh, the home bridge. And then we actually activate it and put a trigger in place so it sets the day that they are expected to uh, be lit for their night. Okay. All right. And, you know, we, we're working towards the process of getting the west side, the east side, the lake side of the bridge lit. And maybe, just maybe, it will be lit in time for the RNC this coming summer, which is going to be an epic summer in the state of Wisconsin. But we'll see. I want to have you talk about that. I want to have you talk about the nonprofit angle, the new partnership with Miller Light, and a whole lot more when we come back from the break. We're back. This is The Upswing. With all the community conversations going on around 794, the business conversations, all the downtown business groups talking about what the future of that spur is, Erica, I wanted to have you just reiterate, like, there there aren't any scenarios where the lights and the Hone Bridge go away. That's correct. And thank you so much for bringing that up. I think there's a lot of speculation when they're talking about it ending or being knocked down at the hone, that doesn't mean the hone is included, and then it's included the entry ramp, that um, on ramp to it. So okay. all, the, all the scenarios that they're looking at, the hone bridge will not be uh, taken down as part of that. Okay, all right. <laughs> so I want, thank you. I wanted to provide that clarity because there's been some conversations where that's been mentioned, and I just it's not in the discussion. I haven't seen it in any of the plans, and it will not be. So let's talk about getting the lakeside lit. You know, we're going to have a lot of airplanes, a lot of tall ships coming in through Lake Michigan this summer. How close are you in terms of dollars, and what's that process in terms of the logistics to get the other side of the bridge lit? So it is about a $1.5 million uh, lift between now and getting those lights on. Okay. So we've been having discussions with several funders, so we're looking for essentially naming rights sponsor for the next uh, decade, and we've got several on the line, but we're also up against a pretty tight timeline if we want to get this done by the RNC. Why is the RNC important? There is about a billion dollars of impressions and media out there where Milwaukee is going to be discussed and talked about skyline shots. This is the most incredible shot if we're selling milwaukee to businesses future you know people moving to the city this is a really good opportunity so our our push is to really get it done by then and there's about a three-month turnaround between ordering lights getting them installed prior to the rnc so we're up ahead i have had a deadline here sir okay all right very good what's your percentages you you think are we 80 percent it's going to happen 90 percent uh, well, I think the betting apps have us at, uh, 70-30. 70-30, okay. Yeah, and I, I like odds against us. So, uh, our, <laughs> our co-founder, Michael, loves to, loves that for motivation. So, uh, I'm still betting on us with that 30%. All right. <laughs> so, if groups, 
and companies and partners want to get involved. What is that process, Erica? Like if I have a company that I want to light the light the bridge up for a corporate celebration, what's that process? So last year we celebrated over 100 different organizations and companies on the home, which was really exciting for us. Um, and in order to, if you have an opportunity coming up, either you want to shine a light on a celebration um, or you want you to shine a light on a cause or an event that's coming up, uh, we do have a donation request through our, our through our website. So simply just fill out a form, um, kind of look what the date you're looking for, any other specifics, and then uh, we'll get back to you. Uh, we are donation-based, so we do ask for a donation um, okay. when lighting the hone. Um, so that's one of the things that we always uh, try to work with everyone on. Okay. And the the new partnership, or it's not new, but ongoing, that just reemerged recently, the Shine the Light program with Miller Light. What's that all about? Okay, so we've actually had a partnership with Miller Light or Molson Coors for several years now. They've been part of our, um, in supporters of our intern challenge. Uh, so th- that's one of the programs they've worked with us on. But now this is our second year that they have uh, been able to sponsor our Shine a Light program. And our Shine a Light program really allows, uh, 12 nonprofits the opportunity to have their night on the home bridge. Uh, we are aware, just like ourselves, a lot of nonprofits may not have additional funds uh, to do this type of um, celebration on the home. So this allows those 12 nonprofits the opportunity to kind of share their story, have a night on the home, and all ball dedications that come in that day go directly back to that organization. Uh, so it's a really fun way to just kind of highlight and celebrate around the home. Okay, very good. We want to talk about summer events. You had a big event called Honecella last year. I want to talk about that, if that's coming back, what that's going to be all about. And I want to talk more about leadership, civic engagement, and specifically a bunch of the groups that Ian has co-founded and involved with each and every day. This is The Upswing. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to The Upswing. We're talking bridge building and bridge connections, and building a community from the ground up. Erica, what, in terms of your time at Light the Hone, what's been the most rewarding activation? Is it the, like the connection to interns and the community and the businesses? What, give, me, give me that example. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, we have our annual intern challenge program that we have, and we're going on our fourth year this year. And it started um, with eight companies, and now we have evolved into 16. And last year, we had over 500 interns um, nationwide, actually, not even all Milwaukee remote, okay. um, from 16 local organizations that come together. And it's such a unique opportunity. You know, I get to go into these organizations and spend time with these interns and show them how to create this amazing light show, um, telling the story, the mission, the values of their organization using lights. And so uh, they all get to come together for an annual intern challenge. Uh, we have an annual intern mixer where they actually get to see their lights on the home bridge and kind of share that celebration with their friends, families, and coworkers. So there's a STEM activation and a, mm-hmm. kind of a, a coding quality to what what you're teaching kids. Yep. So they uh, they they get taught on the software that I use every single day to build up the lights, okay. and uh, they get uh, one hour as a team. So not only just che- teaches them how to uh, use a software, but it teaches them how to work together as a team, creating a project in a very short time frame. And then there's also that leadership um, that leadership aspect where they get to present why they're doing what they're doing in front of their leadership, and then as well as all the other organizations at the intern mixer. So it's it's a really fun opportunity for these interns, and um, it's always their one one of their numbers 
number one things that they've enjoyed. Uh, so that's why we're excited to bring it back this year. Great. And Ian, what's your favorite Light the Hone event been? Uh, Honechella by far. We love showing off Milwaukee. I've always loved the river. That's how Eric and I met. Just That's our big fundraiser. We didn't want to do another thing, another gala. This is our version of uh, our, our gala. It's our big fundraiser. So haven't announced a date this year yet, but it's coming up in August. Big things coming. Big floating festival on the river. I love seeing the river. The river walk come, become activated. Uh, so Honechella is my favorite. Mix of local and national music, possibly? Well, last year we kicked it off with DJ Shauna right. and Nate Vomhoff, which was incredible. And, uh, yeah, some surprises to come, Jeff. You're good at, uh, you're good right. at poking the bear over here. Very good. All right. I love it. So I want to talk about the leadership development component of your world, Ian, and how it kind of dovetails into the Light the Hone project. I think there's, there's a lot of leadership development programs out there. Years ago, I went through one called Future Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And now every corporate entity has their own internal program. And I think you really had that vision to create a premier destination-driven leadership program with seasoned veterans and anchoring them to young professionals with the goal of recruitment and retention. And that's what Forward 48 is all about, right? You summed that up nicely. <laughs> uh, so during the lighting of the bridge, we banged our heads a lot. There's a lot of information out there we weren't privy to. There were a lot of just trade secrets and, and great information we didn't get while fundraising for this. Uh, and so we thought after we finally got it lit, we're like, well, how do we bottle up some of that wisdom that isn't shared, isn't public knowledge, and share it with everybody? And that's where Forward 48 came from, to hopefully inspire the next person. There's another Hone Bridge idea out there. It's not the bridge, but it's the... How how do we inspire the next generation to shape a city they want to live in? Because we love it here. We want them to love it here. And the way that's going to make Milwaukee sticky and more attractive is if the next generation start shaping the city. And we got to give them the tools to do so because tickets to Austin are getting expensive. Let's keep them here. <laughs> yes, yes. So Ford 48, what, what's the process to nominate someone from a company there? And who are some of your key teachers and principals in that program? Yeah, so go to forward48.com, check it out. We've got seven, eight different, um, basically premier leaders. In the past, we've had Barry Alvarez and, uh, Ted Kellner. This year, we've got AmFam Jack, uh, Thel Messiah, Cecilia Gore, some of just the legends of not only Milwaukee, but of the state. I think the secret that we're trying to unlock is, collaboration. If you want to make Milwaukee better, we have to do a better job connecting with Milwaukee and Madison and Green Bay and Kenosha. We're a region and we better start thinking like a region. So Ford 48 is designed to unlock the premier talent in all these companies, uh, nonprofits and entrepreneurs all around the state. And a big retirement wave is coming. So we have to be prepared as a region. Silver tsunami. All right. This is The Upswing. We'll be right back with a closing segment on Light the Hone, leadership, and a whole lot more. Welcome back to The Upswing, the Friday edition. We're lighting bridges, talking corporate partnerships, and a whole lot more. The WTMDA talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Is there a lighting activation in your community or something else across the great state of Wisconsin that we need to enhance with lights? Chime in with your ideas and we'll uh, we'll get some expert opinion from our guests, Ian Abston and Erica Smith from the Light the Hone Project. But first, Ian, in terms of civic CEO leadership in the community, who's been a mentor in your life? 
Well, that's a great question. I've been pondering this for a minute. I've had been fortunate enough to have a few. First of all, uh, Julia Taylor, back yeah. when we were hosting events in New Walkie Day, she helped us start the night market. Bob Monnet from Mandel Group uh, has been really helpful. Um, Paul Sweeney, Ted Kellner, Gary Grunau was inspirational. Watching the way he got things done mm-hmm. uh, was awesome. Just It was inspiring. So, And today, those are the people that helped shape me. And I think the next generation has a much more collaborative approach, as we yeah. had talked on. Who's that? Who's the upcoming right. civic leader who I look to now? And there's there's people like a, like a Greg Wesley and uh, the folks over at the GMF who are organizing some incredible lifts right now um, with the new with the new building. With uh, but then you've also then you need um, your you still need uh, your Ted Kellners um, to be inspired by the project, it, it, right? So yeah. I, I see a mix of things happening, and I'm also seeing a mix of like regional thought. Um, multiple cities working. That's how we get the convention center. Right. And when we can like, cooperate as a region, then you can start getting into like federal opportunities as well. Yeah. So that's what's exciting me about maybe the future. We're starting to get tapped into those leaders in other communities. Right. Uh, that's where the future might be. We're, we're very much in an in a era of collaborative leadership or evolving collaborative leadership in Wisconsin. I mean, do you feel that every day too, Ian? I I can taste it every day. I think <laughs> yeah. I think when I'm going to Madison, it's and you're sitting at a coffee shop, you're suddenly running into other people from Milwaukee that are doing business there, etc. And I'll see multiple people from Madison in Milwaukee as well. And I'm not leaving out Lake Country. That's everything in between. I think it's rural and civic and city all coming together. We all want Wisconsin to thrive. And I think those those that can help kind of tear down some of the us versus them political conversations if we say we right wisconsin has a goal of milwaukee has a goal of a million people well what if wisconsin has a goal of a million people that would get us all working in the same you know paddling in the same direction right very good very good erica if you had a magic milwaukee or community wand and you can wave it as you're lighting the bridge with an amazing activation what would that be I would look for, I would really love to see a green space, a better area for people to come together and experience and see these lights every night. Right now, um, you kind of have some very limited spots and everyone's sitting in their cars and being able to create some sort of experience um, in front of the home, around the home, behind the home uh, that allows people to come together, experience the lights and bring the Milwaukee culture together. Okay, that's good. Continued green space and placemaking and activation are good for any communities, not just greater downtown Milwaukee. And it's something that's happening in downtowns and communities across the state. That's a wonderful answer. Ian, how about you? You got that magic uh, civic wand. What are you going to do with it? If I got a magic wand, I'm just going to bring, I'm going to go real big. We need population growth. And what are the things that are going to get people to move here? And that's going to be a variety of things, but they're generally going to come from the brains of maybe the under 50 crowd. So if I had a magic wand, I would start to say, let's start linking generations together because we have to start creating the dreams of the next generation to inspire them to stay and recruit others to live here, too. Very good. All right. What's success look like in your in your world for both of you quickly? Uh, we got the backside of the bridge lit. I'm on a boat having a margarita during Honchella. Just missed Margarita Day. And I'm on the basketball court stuffing Greg Matzik a dunk on his face. All right. I love it. Erica, define success. Uh, when I'm coming into Milwaukee and I see that bridge welcoming me home. Very good. It, coming across the home bridge, that means we're all home. We're, we're here in Milwaukee. We're having a good time. Onward and on the upswing, 